3: No filter. Off-kilter. Exclusively on Spotify. Welcome to another episode of the Eavesdrop Podcast. We are right in the middle of Women's Month, and we're going to be celebrating that today with our guest. Yes, we do have a guest today. My name is Francesca. Hello, everyone. My name is Jelly. Welcome back
1: to the Eavesdrop Podcast. My name is Dell,
3: And this is Jude Rocha. Our guest today is a French-American hormone cycle researcher, educator, and coach, She studied four years of pre-medicine in the U.S. to realize learning about what pharmaceutical drugs to prescribe was not the path that she wanted to go down. So she continued her education on her own to discover natural ways to heal root causes, finding that hormone cycles affect our six vital systems.
0: Now she educates and empowers women all over the world about how to understand the way that we are programmed as hormone cycles explain how we need to nourish our mind, our body, and our spirit. She is also a yoga teacher who created
1: Om Cycle Yoga, yoga for balancing hormones in the ovulation menstruation cycle. Please welcome to the eavesdrop, Pauline Goosens. Hello, Pauline. Welcome.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. Good morning, Pauline. Okay, you know, I, I need to share with everyone. Um, I met Pauline during the You Wellbeing Festival that's uh, recently concluded. While she was doing her talk, I was already sort of getting answers as to why my body's been the way it's been lately. So um, ever since I hit my 40s, I start to notice more symptoms. You know, I'm getting back pains. I have crazy cravings. My mood is up. It's down. I I, I didn't used to be like that. So after she did her talk at the youth fest, I left feeling more appreciative of the way a woman's body is constructed, the way a woman's body is made. It is so it's masterfully created. That's how I felt after her talk. And I got more answers as to why I was behaving the way I was. And I think a lot of people, a lot of women actually blame it on the hormones. So Pauline, can we ladies really attribute it to hormones when we are a little bit uh, different on some days?
4: Yes, for sure. Hormones, like you mentioned, they affect six vital systems. So they affect our gut microbiome, our immune system, our brain, our metabolism, our stress response system, and our sexual reproductive organs. So they're basically the chemical messengers between the mind and the body. And just as we are going through our different phases of our lives, through adolescence, through our reproductive years until around your 40s you go through peri- perimenopause, where your estrogen is going up and down. Um, and then when it finally hits rock bottom in a way during menopause, it's just a different phase of life. But it's also a beautiful one. And I think that not understanding or not knowing what's going on is what's really making us, um, you know, maybe have those mood swings, and we ruminate on these thoughts of just what's wrong with me. and And I just find so much makes more sense when we start to understand what's going on hormonally.
1: It's really the hormones. I think this topic spooks a lot of women.
0: <laughs> yes, it does. Go on, Del. I was talking about how this is a scary topic for
1: a lot of women. And uh, well, I think all the women on this podcast were already at the perimenopause stage. Could, could you tell us what that is? Because people seem to kind of know what menopause is, but not really until they go through it. So can you tell us what perimenopause is and what is the difference between that and actual menopause?
4: Yeah. So basically it's when we reach about 45 years old ish is when our estrogen levels are starting to, we think, well, we know, like you said, menopause, our estrogen drops and our estrogen is our, basically our socializing hormone, that hormone that makes our brain develop, our bones strengthen. Um, and our muscles uh, building muscles, so estrogen is what's making us fertile, basically. and so when we reach menopause, we first go through perimenopause, and that's when estrogen starts to go up and down and actually, we make more estrogen during perimenopause it's just go- it's skyrocketing up and then going down and up and down and up and down, and that's why women feel um, you know mood swings and to just feel these symptoms of um, hot flashes or breast tenderness, a lower sex drive, things like that. And um, it might last for a couple of years until you reach that one year where you no longer have um, a menstrual cycle, mm-hmm. no menstruation. And that's when you've hit menopause. So a way of basically. Um, you know, balancing that out—at least if you are still in your reproductive years—to lower these symptoms or get rid of them completely is to um, understand what's going on hormonally through the reproductive years of like eating right or correctly for the ovulation menstruation cycle, um, and even for the the postmenopausal or during perimenopausal. Men- like diet and exercises, and just realizing that men and women have different cycles.
1: All right. right, So, So that's perimenopause and menopause. So let's go back to you were talking about the the role that hormones play in the reproductive years. So uh, let's tackle that. Where what goes through a woman's body through the cycle,
4: beginning at puberty um when a woman's or a young girl starts to get her menstruation um our hormones start to also try to figure things out and balance themselves out and i think that a lot of the time um you know when we're young girls we we have a lot of cramps we mm-hmm. you know we're entering a new phase of life that we don't understand our mothers don't understand and so we go to the doctor and the doctor is quick to prescribe birth control to quote unquote regulate our cycle. Right. But birth control doesn't help with that. It doesn't fix anything. It doesn't regulate anything. Right. It's um it just completely right. suppresses your estrogen and instead puts in synthetic testosterone every single day, um, which is not what a woman's body needs. So it doesn't regulate. It stops you from ovulating and ovulating is what an estrogen is what's making your brain develop and your bones strengthen and your muscle gaining. Mm-hmm. So it's um, very much an important time for young women to learn what nutrients and what um, exercises and mindsets that we need during during the ovulation menstruation cycle. That being right. said when we start balancing out our hormones and understanding this, then basically we have menstruation when our hormones are at the lowest out of any other time or any time of the cycle. And then we go through the follicular phase. And the follicular phase starting to brew to a follicle will then turn and during the when estrogen is rising. And estrogen rising our brain skills better. If we can okay. backtrack a little bit, Pauline, I wanted to ask you since let's say on the, the young
3: kids, cause you know, I mean on the show where we're talking as 40 year old women, <laughs> but we do have some listenership with, um, the younger generation. Yeah, we do have, yeah. who have daughters who are going through this for the first time. Um, let's just maybe focus on that just for a little bit. Like, so you said, Um, when a young woman starts to get their menstruation, they start to get their period. You know, obviously we've all been there. We've never had like, yeah, oh, you guys should eat this and you should do this exercise. When we were younger, we had no idea. We just went through the cramp. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now we have zero knowledge. Just have to bear with it. And it happens. Right. And it's great that we have people like you, Pauline, who can actually let us know or let our daughters know what's good for them at this specific moment. In their life and as they're going through this cycle, you know, when they get their period, the first time they get the period, the first couple of years that they get their period. So what is it? What should they do to make themselves feel better or you know have a better mindset um, to lessen the cramps? I mean, is there food that they should eat or or stay away from? Or stay away from? You know, like we ask, we want chocolates or I don't know what's what's good, what's good and what's bad?
4: Definitely. You did mention chocolate. Chocolate (laughs) has a Cacao, I should say, has a lot of magnesium. So there is a reason we do crave chocolate when we are menstruating. And that's because magnesium and magnesium is a muscle relaxant and it helps you sleep better. So that's why we do crave. The only thing is that a lot of chocolate these days will have a lot of sugar or it's processed and refined sugar. um, And that's bad for cramps. So... If you are going to go for chocolate on your period, make sure it's the darkest possible and that it's cacao. Like cacao nibs. Cocoa. <laughs> it's like a cacao nibs. So yeah, I'll speak to the menstruation when adolescents or young women start to bleed or get their period. Um, having You can consider this the winter phase. So think of like a place that I, goes through these four seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, The winter phase is going to be cold and intricate and cozy at home. That's really what a woman or young, yeah, who is bleeding should take the most time for herself because her her Uh. hormones are at the lowest out of any other time of the cycle. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have much energy to give. It's very much a receiving and just really taking the time to be alone and relaxed and, you know, saying no to a few more things and allowing that to, um, be okay. You know, don't over, don't over exercise or, you know, maybe say no to that big project your friend wanting, wanted you to work on with you or something, you know, it's really a time to, to calm down and to Mm -hmm. nourish yourself, really regenerate and nourish yourself.
3: Oh, I like that. Then
4: after menstruation, um, the winter phase exactly (laughs) and for exercising you know some people will want to exercise but really focus on trying to do like yin yoga really relaxing grounding yoga um where it's more stretching than moving Mm -hmm. around for instance okay um the more exercising you're going to do the more energy you're going to deplete when you have Mm -hmm. no very low energy because your hormones are lowest, you'll, you'll definitely want to save your energy. Um, and food wise, think of winter foods as well. Very nutrient dense, dense. warm cooked foods with full of iron, magnesium, and zinc. Because ah. iron, magnesium, and zinc are what we lose most of during our bleed. In the
3: blood. Right. Um, okay.
4: So yeah, exactly. And our blood is full of stem cells. Especially if
3: you're anemic, let's say, because I'm anemic. I mean, so if you're one that's anemic and then, you know, obviously you get your period, you should eat more of these foods that have magnesium, zinc, and iron.
4: For sure. Definitely, definitely load up on iron. And that can either be um, red meat. It can be dark leafy greens. Um, It can be beans like lentils. And also, if you're not eating meat, you can combine it or plant iron, for example, dark leafy greens like spinach with lime, because vitamin C makes you absorb iron up to 20 times more. So whenever you have any plant based iron, like beans or or dark leafy greens, then definitely add some like a squeeze of lime or lemon on your food, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll be able to absorb more iron
0: great tip right there. Mm -mm. Pauline, is it normal for women to experience a PMS? You know, when you start to have all of these body pains, really strong cramps that you can't even, like debilitating cramps and mood swings that are so high up and so low. Is it normal for women to go through that?
4: It is not normal. PMS is abnormal. It's just that we live in a society that normalized feeling pain, but we weren't born to feel pain. We are not meant, we're not here to feel pain. And PMS is premenstrual symptoms. Mm -hmm. So that means that it's a symptom. It's showing, it's your body showing you that something is off hormonally. So It's going to be through mood swings or through um, skin issues or bloating, cramping, things like that. And if you're having really debilitating cramps, it could be a sign of either endometriosis or PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And um, so it could be something deeper as well. But as long as you can balance your hormones, and that's through food and, and movement for each phase, then you can feel less of these symptoms and even get rid of them completely i don't go through any more pms and i had i used to have debilitating cramps and it's just that i had no idea you know how to to control that and we look up to doctors thinking like oh you know or i'm i'm gonna be like this for the rest of my life but really it's not and you within one cycle you can change and completely um get rid of your pms um just by knowing that so I'll go through the other, the other phases as well. Yeah. So after menstruation, we go through the follicular phase and the follicular phase is when estrogen starts to rise. And so women are using their stored fat as energy because we're going, estrogen is making us more fertile. It is raising our verbal skills. It is raising our um, cognitive skills, our hippocampus, the long-term memory storage in our brain is most active during this time. So it's a great time to be learning something new um, because that'll stick in your long-term memory more. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's also the muscle building phase. So your body is spending its energy. It's the whole purpose of the, our hormone cycle is to reproduce just like anything in nature. We need to come back to ourselves and realize that we are a part of nature. And if you look at the plants outside or the animals, their sole purpose is to be as beautiful and as strong as possible so that they can reproduce a more beautiful and stronger offspring. And so that's what our hormone cycle is telling us as well. Our estrogen is making us as strong, as smart and as beautiful as possible, making our face more symmetrical so that we can find that perfect mate to present ourselves to during ovulation. Even if you're not planning on having a baby, it's, um, it's a really beautiful thing that estrogen is doing, making us stronger, smarter, and um, speak better. So foods during this time, our body doesn't want to necessarily focus its time on digesting. It wants to focus its time on being more fertile. So that means um, we need more omega-3s during this phase it can be chia seeds or fish. Fish is a great one. And you can think of it as like the Mediterranean diet of like lightly sauteed vegetables and fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we approach ovulation, that's when we are our most fertile. And speaking of fertility, we are only fertile for six days out of the month. Six days. Six right. days. Oh. So if you're not, Planning, especially if you're taking a pill for the entire month or whatever other kind of birth control, you know, you only have six days that you can actually become pregnant. pregnant. We give about a 10 day window because sperm can live inside can live. of you for five days. Yeah. But otherwise, most of the time you're not fertile. Um, so then um, during ovulation, it's when we're naturally less hungry. So during that follicular and ovulatory phase, our metabolism goes down, meaning we're less hungry because Mm -hmm. it's spending our energy um, on becoming fertile versus on digesting. And um, so we want to be eating lighter caloric foods, like think summer. So follicular was the spring phase and now we're in summer ovulation. So think salads. And we want to focus on eating phytoestrogens. Phytoestrogens are anything from like soy, or other beans, um, seeds like flax seeds, pumpkin seeds. These are phytoestrogens. And phytoestrogens are basically plant-based estrogens. And we've all heard about soy. Like, is soy good for us? Is it bad for us? Um, You know, how does it affect men and women? And soy, for men, it does add estrogen. However, it does the opposite effect. For women, it takes away estrogen because it goes into our natural um, well estrogen receptors, and these plant based or these plant based estrogens will take that same receptor. It's a weaker form of estrogen, but it's blocking our receptor so that our natural estrogen can't go inside. So, we want to be sure to not have excess or PMS. For example, a lot of the times it's when we're not. Uh, digesting or metabolizing our ex, or our yeah, our excess um, estrogen, because our liver needs to process all of our hormones by the end of the cycle to get our period again. So, we want to be sure to metabolize our hormones, um, basically detoxing excess estrogen during ovulation when our estrogen is peaking. So it's a great time to be eating tempeh, And of course, anytime I'm talking about food, the most organic and natural as possible, because anytime you're eating food with pesticides, these are hormone disruptors. Yeah. Uh, Those are going to prevent you from fully taking in the nutrients from your food and as well as depleting your gut microbiome. Yeah, they're hormone disruptors. So anytime I'm talking about um, food, make it as non-GMO, especially soy. Soy is a very common genetically modified food and, um, pesticidal food as well. So, um, for example, soy I want to eat during my menstruation because my hormones are already low. So I want to be making sure that I'm producing my own natural estrogen to start making me feel better and have more energy. But during ovulation, when estrogen is peaking, that's when I want to be eating, um, phytoestrogens like tempeh or pumpkin seeds because that will block my receptors of making my own more natural estrogen so that um, I won't have excess estrogen, which will cause PMS. Um, so then we enter the luteal phase, and this is our fall or autumn phase of our cycle. And all of a sudden, so during ovulation, the egg gets released in hopes it got fertilized. And it enters into our womb space and tries to basically our mind thinks we're pregnant. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. our cortisol levels rise naturally. Right. And with yeah. this, a lot of people will think like, oh, she's crazy, you know, like she's so different. <laughs> basically, four different personalities in one month. Um, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's good to, to know this because all of a sudden like your priority is to protect the baby and to protect mm. the baby all of a sudden, yeah, your cortisol levels rise, meaning we're more sensitive. But what does the word sensitive actually mean? It means that we have higher awareness. It means we have higher sense of smell, higher sense of touch, higher sense of sight, because all of these things... Um. We need to have these this heightened sense or these high yeah, heightened senses so that we can avoid um potential threats dangers. To our baby.
1: Mm-hmm. protect the baby. Protect
4: the yeah. baby Even, yeah. protect the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you might not be pregnant, your hormones right you got pregnant. So that's the number one priority. And so yeah, that's why we have naturally high level, higher levels of cortisol. But Thankfully, we have progesterone. So progesterone is the sedating hormone. And progesterone means to progestate. It means to induce the carrying of a child. Mm. And it's a very sedating hormone to relax us when we have higher levels of cortisol. So that means that when we are presented with a potential threat, we are able to de-stress and calm things down thanks mm. to progesterone. So uh, like we mentioned earlier, PMS is abnormal. And so making progesterone is super important because that's sedating you more and making you more calm and less stressed. Um, right after ovulation for about two to three days, estrogen takes quite a dip and a lot of women will find like, oh, what's wrong with me? I was so happy yesterday when I was ovulating. Um, and yeah. then now I'm so low. And it's like, yeah, you have these thoughts in your mind of what's wrong with me? Why am I feeling so sad? And you attach yourselves to Mm -hmm. these thoughts. But Mm -hmm. really it's just your estrogen that takes a dip for about two to three days and then it starts to rise a little bit again. And when both estrogen and progesterone are high during this time, it's the best time to be um, making decisions because like I said, with the awareness is higher, your intuition is higher as well. Right. Really listen to your gut feeling. Um, your brain loves to focus on details and it's very much an introverted phase of your cycle Mm. and, um, different from the extroverted estrogen rising, you know, it's that time to like go out and meet someone, meet your potential mate. Um, but then now it's like, okay, I'm nesting and you're subconsciously cleaning your hands more often. You're subconsciously (laughs) feeling like, oh my God, I need to, I need to clean my room. I need to organize and, you know, I need
0: softer sheets. Nesting. (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nesting phase. A higher thread count, softer sheets, please. That's the phase, exactly. right?
4: <laughs> and your wallet will see it as well. You'll be spending a lot more money on, on That's true. Home, home items. Whereas when your yeah. uh your estrogen is rising, you're spending more money on make things that make you more beautiful, like a new wardrobe, you know, new makeup, things like ah, that. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my goodness. Are you're okay. getting massages. <laughs> well, Pauline, I'm just uh, I, we all learned this somehow in sex ed in school that women are only fertile for just six days. Right. And, and now that but now that we are talking about it. I'm baffled why there are seven billion people on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're just fertile for six days, it might mean that everyone's just having sex all the time. I know. <laughs> but anyway, um, this is great. You like you're talking to us about because mm-hmm. when people talk about sex education, it's almost always about the act in itself and the pregnancy and how to take care it's of it. It's very baby. technical. Yeah, but this this is important to women, to young girls need to be knowing what is going on in their body. Because like you said, it explains a lot about being in a roller coaster ride of emotions through the month. Mm-hmm. And you go through that month after month. Month after month. <laughs> and you start to think, oh my gosh, I'm so unstable. Yeah. And, but then hearing you explain all that goes up and down in a woman's right. body
0: now it makes mo- so much more sense <laughs> like I wish somebody explained this to me when I was like 16 or explain it to the the people in your life <laughs> that's but, true Pauline, okay let's say um I'm somebody so mom's dad's listening right now they've got daughters who are adolescents they want to start keep track they want to keep track of their period now. So they know more or less what phase they're in. Can you mention when you start counting and like how many days is the follicular phase? How many days from day what to what is ovulation phase? So we more or less understand by looking at a calendar, what it is we should be expecting or what it is we're going through. So let's start. When do you start day zero or day one?
4: Great question. So day one is the first day of your bleed, first day of your period. And from there, the menstruation lasts about three to six days. Um, Of course, everyone's going to be a little bit different, but we, you know, based on how balanced your hormones are, but a normal hormone cycle or a a balanced hormone cycle should be about 28, 29 days long.
0: Right. Um, Okay.
4: We are very much in tune with the moon. Which also has 13 cycles in a year. Men are very much in tune with the sun. Their hormone cycle is 24 hours long. So
0: Jude's smiling. He's like, I am a lucky guy. Gosh, it makes more sense now, huh? (laughs) Why do men get a pass?
1: Why is this born by women? Okay, anyway, sorry.
4: Okay, go. All right. There is such beauty to the entire month, you know? We have so many hours in each phase. And I'm so happy to be a woman because of this. Right. Every day is different. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no <surprised>. kidding.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh-oh. So we start counting a uh, day. First day of the bleed is when we start okay. counting. Okay.
4: And it's about three to six days when you stop bleeding. That's when um, your estrogen starts to rise. And we enter the follicular phase, which is about 10 to 14 days after yeah so that okay. would be like days let's say 7 through 14 okay given the first week is a, is your period uh-huh. yeah. right um ovulation will be about halfway through the month so about days 14 through 16 it's really a moment in time but that high estrogen feeling when you feel you're on top of the world you're super extroverted very social you know, so you can see within your daughter, like she wants to try something new. If you want to make your daughter happy, take her out to a new restaurant, take her out ah. to go on a little trip, go, you know, try something new because that's what makes our hormones happy during the follicular phase. It's trying something new, going on a little adventure, um, learning something new, trying new foods because estrogen makes pleasure more pleasurable. Ah. And Like mentioned for the you know how how do we have seven almost eight billion people in the world it's just that women you know we and men will notice you know the pheromones like when a woman is ovulating she is most desirable during this time because her, her face is most symmetrical she's confident thanks to or testosterone peaking during because women have testosterone as well just not as much as men not as much Mm -hmm. and um, it peaks during ovulation to give us that extra confidence and risk-taking so if you see that in your daughter it's like yeah speak up daughter like let you let her be heard um that's when her verbal skills are higher like she articulates better if she's a singer or you know recording something of herself this is the time to be like you are a superhuman woman right now. and These are your superwoman powers to speak up and show your voice and, you know, allow that, like, extra confidence to be seen. Um, so ovulation will be about three to four days. And um, it's also when we make more impulse decisions. Like, I want to do this. I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to travel. I want to, you know, and practicing gratitude during this phase is super important to ground yourself and be grateful for what you have around you because it's very much a time that um, we want to be doing things that are outside of us. We want to start new projects and travel and, you know, so that's why by trying something new or doing a little adventure with your daughter is really important so she feels fulfilled in that um, realm or in that phase. Nice. But then after ovulation, the moment she wakes up hungry, we actually do need about 300 more calories. When our hormones think we're pregnant, we need more sleep and more food. So we want to make sure that the moment she feels foggy minded or, you know, has low energy during the luteal phase, that autumn phase, food, food is where we get our energy from now because Mm -hmm. we need to feed the potential baby. Right. very much a nourishing phase and especially cooked foods cooked vegetables our metabolism goes up making us more hungry but our digestion goes down so having cooked vegetables for your daughter during the luteal phase is best think curries with vegetables we need healthy fats and healthy fats mainly come from avocado olive oil and coconut oil um or coconut those types of healthy fat nuts as well. so if you're yeah cooking for your daughter, having making sure that these foods are available or for these phases are are really good to balance her hormones and her cycle as well, lessen cramps and all this stuff okay. um, and so the luteal phase is going to be about ten to fourteen days as well. It'll probably be a little bit longer than the follicular phase, um but it is very much an introverted and creative time of the cycle right before our period is actually when we're most creative and intuitive like I mentioned before we have higher senses or heightened senses but it's also the time when both hemispheres of our brain are communicating the most right. allowing us to solve complex problems think outside yeah. the box and really allow our intuition to come out onto the blank canvas and start painting or dancing and and just giving her that space to to be alone you know and and enjoy her alone time um so you know if you want to do an activity with your daughter do it during that follicular phase cuz she's open to doing being social and meeting people but then right before her period it's very much a time to withdraw
0: allow, let her be
4: yeah let her it, be
1: it, it, it's like the 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 tides the the ebbing the the yeah right the the receding Of the tides. It's very much
0: like how we should be. Right.
4: Also affected by the moon. Affected by the moon.
0: Right. For all the listeners, replace daughter with wife, girlfriend, Mm -hmm. female friend sister, mother, all of the female yeah. figures in your life. Whenever Pauline said, you want to do that with your daughter, feed your daughter that. So just replace that with whoever is the female figure in your life. Then you'll understand them better. I feel that, I feel that if people study this,
3: you know, we'll have a lot more harmonious relationships. No, I feel <laughs> or- or I feel like dads are tracking their daughter's menstrual
1: cycle, so they know when to let her go. You know when she's risk taking, kind of stay to her home. Guy. And no, no, no. You stay home. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll tie you off.
0: I, I
3: was just telling my daughter who's beside me right now. This is the most notes I've I've took in a. In a recording, Aww. it's one page long and it's for you. Maybe you should just, li- just listen to this later. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's, it's yes. so hard to... What are these terms? I These are alien terms for me as a, as a, as a father. As, as, a a, yeah. as a man. Well, well, as
0: well, a man. As a man who goes to a 24-hour cycle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Pauline, I think what, what I'm getting out of this is just the complexity of the yeah. feminine. Mm-hmm. The complexity of the feminine is just... In, what I'm what I'm loving about how you're explaining it is society kind of like says, oh, she's cra- women are crazy. And it's mm-hmm. like it's it's dismissive. It's yes. uh, we don't even wonder what is going on. But with what you're telling us about hormones, the rising and the falling and the the cycle, the renewing, this explains a lot of why women act the way that they do without feeling bad. that Am I crazy? Am I being, right. you know, too OC? Right. Like, you, t- I think that's where
3: the stress comes from. Like, yeah, no, I mean, uh, Pauline, we've had multiple discussions on this podcast specifically about, you know, I, and I personally have had many arguments with my partner, um, him saying, oh, you're going to get your period. I'm like, oh, and so what does that mean? You know, it's like, really, like, are you <laughs> condescending or like, what? So I feel like the, um, the way you explain it and how we're absorbing it, it, it makes so much sense. Like sense, you're, right. you're Putting all the you're connecting the dots. I mean, for me as a woman, I'm connecting yes. the dots. Like, right. okay, these are the phases, and that is why I'm feeling these things. Yeah. Right. Okay, wait. Okay, we're not are we done? No, we're after the luteal phase and then you get your period. We're really tracking period. Oh, Polly.
1: Yes, we do. <laughs> Everyone's taking down notes.
4: Um, great. I'm so happy you are taking down notes. I think this is I wish like you said Francesca this information should be known to everyone and
3: mm-hmm. yeah
4: that as well like take notes for everyone because yeah it really does create a more harmonious relationship even in the workplace and the I mean in the workplace it's like if you are in an office with multiple people mm-hmm. it's like hey mm-hmm. you know, for instance if I'm if I'm there like Pauline's ovulating right now she's the best person to sell our product Because she's most desirable. (laughs) Right. Advantage of our superpowers. (laughs) That's right. The luteal phase is when we love to focus on details. And it's like, okay, Pauline's really good at editing right now. Like, we'll give her some space. And it's allowing us to really honor um, the balance, having balance in our lives. Because you're not overworking and over-exercising. And that's something um, super important as well. We think that we should be exercising every single day, like to lose Mm -hmm. weight, to, you know, do all these things. And in the society that we live in a patriarchal society, it's just, that's, that's it. It's, we, we, we live by the nine to five, which is the male hormonal cycle. They go to sleep, they regenerate their testosterone in the morning, their testosterone peaks, they work out. Um, they have morning wood, let's say, you know, that's mm-hmm. when their testosterone testosterone's peaking. So ideally yeah. they have, they work out and then they go to work from nine to five when their verbal skills and their brain skills are working best. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the day, about five o'clock, that's when, um, they, they also have estrogen. So by the time that it's five o'clock, their testosterone's reasonably low enough to have wow. their estrogen dominant or more prominent. Right. And what does that what is estrogen? It's the socializing hormone. So we have happy hour at five o'clock. That's when <laughs> they go out. <laughs> <laughs> and then um by the end of the evening, they just want to chill out. They're more passive. So if you ever want to ask your husband or your partner, your male partner something and you want them to say yes, ask them in the evening. They'll oh <laughs> That's good.
3: Thanks I was for say, the tip. <laughs> around five PM onwards. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well that's that's just funny Pauline because even I guess I knew that without knowing it because every time I ask my husband something it's in the you know towards the end of the day when everything is done and I have his full attention. Mm-hmm. Right. right. But well so I'm hearing you talk about the women's cycle but also the men's cycle. And this is where I think the beauty of what you're teaching us comes in because it's not so much about hey men understand the women. Women have to understand men too, because we live, we share this planet together and it might, we might, we might sidestep a lot of miscommunication between the sexes. If we knew what was going on in our bodies by way of our hormones, right? Right.
4: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just want to mention one last thing as well as, um, yeah, by understanding the, the men, they can work out every single day. And they can, you know, they should to raise their testosterone, working out, especially weightlifting, um, cardio actually suppresses their testosterone and it's the anti-aging hormone, testosterone for them. So the more Mm -hmm. muscles they can um, work on, let's say at once, for instance, the deadlift, the deadlift activates the most amount of muscles, every single muscle fiber in their body at once, deadlifts are amazing for raising their testosterone. So they can do this every single day. However, women, we, during especially the luteal phase, that's not our muscle building phase. That's when our minds think we're pregnant, right? That's when mm-hmm. our cortisol, our stress level is naturally higher. And that means that if we exercise, if we're doing deadlifts during this time of the cycle, you know, we keep women, we've been trying to be equal to men. It's like, hey, men can do this then we can do this too. But it's understanding that we're different and we have these right. different phases and different cycles so during the luteal phase this autumn phase when our hormones think we're pregnant it's very much a lowering our stress levels phase and if you over exercise you're actually turning on fat storage muscle wasting and bone density loss because right. all of a sudden if you're raising like if you are over exercising then and that means like you know going for a Fast run and then you, or and you're going to the gym and you're doing heavy weights and things like that you're putting your body that's not that's not protecting the baby that's adding stress to your body and all of a sudden your body's going to go like hold on to the fat to protect the baby right oh yeah I mean, that's we
0: got that's,
4: it you're doing the opposite of what your hormones want you to do so it is, it doesn't mean don't move, don't exercise. It just means go for a different type of exercise, like yoga, things that are calming. You really want to access your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest nervous mm. system. So doing yoga, long walks, um, you know, things that are calming movements, especially working on twists, um, mm. twists your spine, because your digestion slows down and doing twists is really good for your digestion. So and that's that's what I why I'm doing ohm cycle yoga you know ovulation menstruation cycle yoga is based on like where you are in your cycle um because yoga was originally made by men for men and mm-hmm. I'm, I've created yoga for mm. by a woman myself for women for right. their their cycle because our bodies change throughout the cycle like i mentioned earlier the follicular phase is the muscle building phase so that's the time to put on the muscles because during ovulation high estrogen also we have estrogen receptors in our knees and our achilles tendons and that high estrogen affects our joints so that they are a little bit more swollen so we want to protect Mm -hmm. our joints by building muscle and strengthening our muscles around those joints so we are very much different than to men our brains are different Um, we have a bigger hippocampus a bigger prefrontal cortex which is why we mature much quicker than men yeah that's Isn't
1: scientific it? okay that's not a dig at men or the, the, the masculine form no that's actually based on science
4: we're
2: in
1: the reproductive years
4: so we yeah. need to mature to be able to, right. to raise our children pauline i was
1: meaning to ask you were talking earlier about um at some phase uh when we're going through our cycle women become very, very attuned to the details. Would it be safe to assume that that is also in service?
2: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage,
1: of having a baby, because when you have a baby, there's so many small details that a woman has to be able to see so that she can take care of the baby well. Is this correct?
4: Yeah, definitely.
1: Right. So everything is, everything is preparing us, like what you said, to procreate like any live on any other living thing from the moment we are born. This is what we are being primed to do. It's like mm-hmm. the, the salmon going up against the, ri- the, this, the river to be able to, uh, they will face death <laughs> in order to reproduce. Thank goodness we don't have to do that. We just have to <laughs> bleed once a month.
4: Yeah. And it, no, it's totally true. And that's something that I think a lot of us forget is how you know much we are a part of nature. We are nature and that's our hormones they tell us I think of it as the monkey mind. They're constantly mm. telling us what to think, what to do, what to say, how to react, how to act, um, you know and depending what on to who, eat <laughs> what to eat exactly they literally tell us everything, and everything
0: so,
4: everything and so you have these hormonal patterns and in the follicular phase, that springtime phase when you're like out and going that's very much when your mind is thinking forward. Um so it's a great time to be mind mapping. So even if you're not planning on having a child, you can have your whatever baby that is to you. So like your right. your project, your business, you know. Right. Your career. Your career, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And so you can use the advantages, the positives of each phase of the cycle to, you know, not necessarily make a a baby, but you can use it on any project you're using. Your content. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Oh, and you wow. save so much
4: time. As a mother, you save so much time. If you have this big to-do list, it's like, okay, this is my time to make my to-do list, for example, or my like shopping list mm. or you know, things like that. Um, But then, you know, make sure you have time to be socializing when you're ovulating because that's what makes your hormones happy. And then, you know, you have your introverted stage when you're focusing on details, making sure the house is clean. Um you know, things are in order so that your family can be best organized. Um, and yeah, and, and knowing and communicating with your partner, which phases you're going through, um, so that he can better, or she can better support you in your phase and vice versa.
1: Right. And hormones really do control us. I mean, control a huge part of our lives without us even knowing it. We we think it's, we have total agency. We are in control, but really all these chemicals are happening in our bodies, in our brains all throughout the month and, and across a lifetime to this is what our body goes through. And I, I, I'm listening to you. And I was like, I wish I had talked to you when I was a teenager. And yeah. when, I had, when I just first had my period, I mm-hmm. didn't know that I had endometriosis and I was not prepared for all the things that it was going to take out of me. And I wish, you know, this was part of the curriculum. So I guess my question at this point of the interview, Pauline, is would you know if sexual sex education in the school systems around the world, whether that's in the U.S. or Europe or or Asia, do they include this new information now or is it still more on having babies and sex, the actual act?
4: Well, I'm 30, so it's been a while since I've been in school and I definitely didn't learn this when I was in school, mm-hmm. you know, 15 years right. ago. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, as a 15-year-old or even sooner, like, I didn't I didn't learn about this at all. I don't think many people did. Um, right. I, I mean, well, even... Well- Even doctors don't know about it. I've, I have consultations and doctors come to me, gynecologists come to me to understand this. I even met an endocrinologist, a hormone specialist doctor who didn't know about this. So it's not being taught in school. It's, you know, it's very much like either the biology, but having these connections of how much the hormones affect us and, you know, affect our decision-making, um, I, it is something I really hope to, you know, and that's why I am so passionate about it and always love talking about it. And, and I'm always thinking about it is because it's, I do think it's very important knowledge to know because it's half the population. You
3: know, yeah. Our who women who need, who deal with this every day. <laughs>
4: <Great>. <laughs> right,
3: Colleen, um, just to like backtrack. I mean, um, so you, you did study like medicine and traditional medicine and then, um, we should have asked you this in the beginning, but like, how did you find yourself like researching interested. on this and interested focusing in on hormones, finding out more about this so that you can help? Cause you know, this is really invaluable information that everybody really needs to know. So how did that path start for you?
4: Yeah. So my dream was to become a doctor. I mm-hmm. looked up doctors, I idolized them, whatever a doctor said, you know, that's, that's the way to go. Um, and yeah, so when I was a teenager, I had debilitating cramps. My period, my menstruations were about two weeks. And I thought, same year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I thought, I don't want to be on my period for half my life. You know, I thought yes. that was like the sentence, you know. I yeah. permanent. and so I went to um I went to the doctor and I said, you know, here's I have periods for two weeks and um, really bad cramps in my legs. And so they said to me, you don't need a period that's for ancient times. You know, that's for, (laughs) (laughs) they said that to you. (laughs) And I was like, well, you're a doctor, you know, best. And, um, they gave me the pill to quote unquote, regulate my cycle. And, um, yeah, for 10 years I was on birth control, not knowing that stops, Estrogen, in the sense of you know, an estrogen, like I mentioned earlier, it's it's brain development, it's bone density growth mm-hmm. strengthening, it's muscle building. You know, it's it's um, when you're on birth control, it gets rid of of your stress response system, the HPA axis, which is the hypothalamic pituitary axis. It basically, when you're or a adre- hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. So when you are stressed, your adrenals will make cortisol. It sends a signal to your brain saying, hey, I'm stressed. And then your brain will say, hey, calm down. However, when you're on birth control, that entire system doesn't exist. It's completely gone. Mm-hmm. And so then if you become stressed, your liver will stop detoxing and it'll be like, hey, bring that cortisol down. Then your kidneys will be like, hey, I'll stop you know, purifying your blood and I'll I'll try to bring that cortisol levels down. So, Mm. all of a sudden, a bunch of women, especially in the career, um, you know, workplace, are taking birth control and they're getting burnout because their organs are, you know, it leads them to organ failure because there's no HPA access. So, yeah, like I said, it it stops your brain development. It gets rid of your stress response system. It doesn't make you ovulate. um, So, your sexual reproductive system isn't working. Um, your micro gut microbiome is depleted and you can't take in as many nutrients. Um, it suppresses your, your immune system. It, it affects everything. And it's so it went when after 10 years, cause I, yeah, I went to, I did four years of pre-medicine in the U S we do two different sets of schools. So we do four years of pre-medicine and then we go to medical school for two years of two more studies but then we have two years of like residency Residency, um, instead of instead Mm -hmm. of one medical school for those six years um, Mm -hmm. like other countries but so I did my first four years and then I went to before fully committing myself to um to a medical school in the sense of like taking the MCAT the like the exams that amount of stress um and money I just snuck into a few medical school classes at my local university. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> learning, you know, before fully committing myself, my time, my stress, my money, my energy.
1: I'm sorry to be so personal, but when you said you were doing you were having your period as a teenager um for 2 weeks, did, what did, what condition did
2: you have?
4: I don't know. It was just just um like unbalanced hormones and I think that's something that we as teenagers, the moment we get our period, we don't suddenly have like a perfectly balanced hormone cycle mm-hmm. for your entire life of the past, like 12, 13 years, you're, you're, you weren't making, you know, the ebbs and flows of a yeah. perfect, um balanced hormonal cycle. So the mm-hmm. moment you get your period, of course, you're going to have ups and downs, kind of like in perimenopause, you're having ups and downs pretty regularly or irregularly, however you like to think about it. Um, but it's just, you know, it's figuring itself out because it's new. Right. Um, so it's that transition phase. And so finally, once you start incorporating like, okay, well now I know to eat, you know, iron and magnesium and zinc rich foods during the period, then like omega threes in the follicular phase, phytoestrogens during ovulatory phase and, um, really cooked vegetables, magnesium, um, nutrient dense and high fat foods during and slow burning carbs during the luteal phase, then it's like, okay, you can balance your hormones as quick as as possible. Same if you're coming off birth control, like just eat those to balance your hormones as quickly as possible, Mm -hmm. eat those foods and have, you know, realize that you have your like future mindset and then your reflective mindset in the luteal phase. Um, And just understanding the hormone cycle so that you can like, okay, like now I can, have a regular food and exercise plan for my cycle. So um, when I was an adolescent, I I wasn't diagnosed necessarily with anything, but I just went to the doctor and they said, yeah, you don't need a period, that's for ancient times, here's the pill. And so when you have pill or any other type of birth control, you don't get a normal bleed. They say like, oh, you're gonna have your period and you take those sugar pills, but it's not the same blood. Your menstrual blood is full of life force. It's full of stem cells. Mm -hmm. Stem cells, people these days pay thousands of dollars to inject stem cells injections. And it's like, uh, hello, once a month, women, you know, like it it leaves our bodies once a month with stem cells. It's different than the blood that if we get a paper cut, you know, in our finger or something, that's different blood. It has stem cells that's full of that (gasps) life that was about to grow a baby.
1: Sorry, Pauline, it just made sense to me. You're in Asia right now, right? Yeah. So in Asia, it's very common, you'll hear old wives say this, uh, to use the first blood, the first blood to um, wipe it on your face to get rid of pimples. And it's funny because it might (laughs) be- I did that. Yeah, but but it might be- Yeah, so I mean, it might be an unscientific way to, but it's kind of- (laughs) friends face.
4: No, no, because if
1: you if no would it be what do you think, Pauline?
4: I put my menstrual blood on my face every month. It has stem cells and it does fix your your wounds. So anytime you do have a scar right. or, or pimples on your face or anything, it mm-hmm. instantly makes your face so soft and like as if you just put um cucumbers on your face and it kind of like tightens your skin and um, you know, it's, it's your own medicine. I look forward to my period every single month. Cause I'm like, yay, self-medicine, you know, <laughs> skincare, skincare. Skin oh yeah.
0: Because
3: yeah, okay. I, I so, thought, did, sorry, I thought on. this
0: was a secret. Cause this has been passed on from my grandmother to my ah. mother, who is an OBGYN and she passed it on to me prior to me getting my period. She kept saying, you know, the, the when you get your period, you, must do this, okay, so you don't get pimples and it's the first I time don't I'm hearing about it with acne. So <laughs> there must be something to it. And I'm definitely no, going to pass on that knowledge to Juliana.
1: No, because Fran, you you grew up in the US. So it, it might be that yeah, you didn't you did not grow up with um, the Filipino, wives. the wives and the Titas yeah. and the Lolas, you know, telling uh-huh. you that exact same thing.
0: Yeah. That's like wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. And now I'm realizing it's not a secret, (laughs) but we should. But we're not also surprised
1: because some of the biggest beauty brands buy the stem cells and the placentas and and all of that. Right.
4: Yeah. I mean, I don't buy much beauty products. I just use my own. (laughs) (laughs) You have your own line.
3: (laughs) Monthly supply. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to like it get too graphic, but I mean, what do you how do you do this?
4: Yeah. Like, how do you go about it,
3: Pauline? Just.
4: We're normalizing it. So. Yes. (laughs)
3: We're normalizing it. Tell me, how do you do it?
4: Yeah. So I use a cup, a menstrual cup. Mm, Yeah. Um, Anytime you're going to use tampons or pads, those are bleached.
3: And you definitely
4: don't want to be putting bleach up your. Inside your. Yeah. You don't want that. Like, that's just. It's drying everything out and it's just like sucking everything, you know, and it's, it's, terrible you're just putting chemicals up there and so anytime mm-hmm. you are going to use tampons or pads make sure it's um, organic unbleached, cotton right. unbleached, unbleached. Um, and yeah supernatural organic and then but also i i really like the cup because one you can see the health of your blood your blood color and everything will will tell you what's up so if you it's very pink or light red then it means you're low in progesterone so you know mm. next cycle you can know okay how to make progesterone you lower your stress but also it's cholesterol and insulin so fat and sugar that are going to make more um progesterone and when i'm talking about sugar it's like you know vegetables and fruit Mm -hmm. carbohydrates. okay Um, especially slow burning carbs like sweet potato or um, rice but it's um yeah so your blood the color of your blood but also so that you can use it and if you are not ready to put it on your face yet don't let it go to waste in the toilet put it in your garden it's super the moment i put it on my plants like it's like there's a new leaf it's the best fertilizer
3: for real
4: yeah for real well
3: well well (laughs) you know we have plantitas here you know like the the moms and the women who are so into plants
4: okay Amazing, amazing for your plants. But yeah, so when I'm in the shower, that's when I take my cup out and I just put it um on my in my hands and I put it all over my face and I
1: like a face wash.
4: Yeah, like a face wash. Like a Wyoming. face wash. Okay. Um and I just leave it on there for a few minutes. If um, you know, you're comfortable with having it on for a couple hours or an hour or so, then you can walk you know, let it dry. It does dry pretty quickly. Um
1: just don't go out of the house. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but it dries. it dries pretty quickly. Yeah, please. So, we, know, we, we
1: beg you, okay? Stay at home, okay?
4: <laughs> Stay at home. <laughs> Stay at home. But, you know, walk around your house if you want. And do other things. Um, but, yeah. And then after, you know, a couple hours or an hour or five minutes, however long you want, you know, depending how much time you have. But, mm-hmm. obviously, the longer will be a little bit nicer. And, um, yeah. And then you just wash it off and there you go. You put your cup back in and that's what's great about the cup is that you can have it up to twelve hours. So I wake 12 up twelve hours, yeah. Um, and I change my cup and then before I go to bed I change my cup again. So whereas tampons and pads, it's mm. very much like, Oh, you have to change it. It's also a right. lot of plastic or, you know, uh like trash. Yes. Whereas <laughs> cup you can have up to ten years.
1: But okay. Pauline you were talking about the blood that you apply on your face that is if you're not on birth control pills right yeah. cuz you're saying the the blood that comes that that you that omen produces without the the birth control pills is very different right
4: Yes yeah, Exactly okay. yeah if you're naturally cycling um if you're not on birth control then then you are producing stem cell rich nutrient blood that's good for your um your wounds your plants nature yeah
1: so let's say you were you were back to being a teenager. You just got your period and you're bleeding more than a week at a time each month, uh, and with the wealth of knowledge you have now in your, I'm assuming you're in your 30s. Is this correct? Am I right? Yeah, I just
4: turned to a couple of weeks ago. Okay, hey. so
1: what uh, what would you give? What advice would you have given yourself? What you would have taken for yourself back then? Because I'm thinking. It's so confusing as a teenager, like you just came into this, this world of menstruation and you have no idea. And then you're not bleeding in the same way that other girls are. And so you're, you're confused and all that. And well, like you said, most doctors don't even know that because just like you, I was bleeding almost the shortest would be a week, but it could be up to 12 days. And the minute I went to the doctor, the first thing they just said to me was take the pill. That was it. There was no question. There was no other test. Just take the pill. So, if you were, if you could go back to that moment where they gave you the pill, but you already know what you know about hormones, what you know. yeah, what what would you have done differently?
4: Probably asked, like, why? Just always yeah. asking why, why, or is there a another option? Another you know, how right. how do hormone cycles work without the yeah. pill, you know, cause there wasn't even any education of that, of like, here's how, how hormone cycles work. And then here's how it works on birth control. There was none of that. It was instantly take the pill and that you yes. don't need a, a menstrual cycle. So I would definitely have asked why. And it's, you know, I kind of feel, um, bad for my my younger self I'm just like how did I do that to myself for 10 years you know and especially I was such a studious person I loved studying Mm -hmm. I I was sick I was just like I have to go to school you know and I loved studying and I and knowing now that it just like depleted my brain um, I could have learned so much more and um, not necessarily so much more but also retaining that information I was pretty bad I loved studying and I would spend even in, in university would spend like 10 hours in the science library studying. But then when it came to testing, for some reason, I couldn't and just not not knowing the importance of the importance of sleep, sleep mm-hmm. is so important um, right. for regular cycle. And um, what I thought I was doing all right was just completely, <laughs> you know, because I think I had heard Einstein would sleep for three hours at a time. So I was,
1: And he's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess we're no Einstein. <laughs> I certainly am not,
4: but um, yeah. yeah, so it's I would have definitely asked why and then have that curiosity to know what options there are instead of just being so close minded to think like doctors are the best, and I idolize them, you know to, mm-hmm. to a little bit further, what are my options um because. Obviously there isn't a facility or or ease to just taking a pill every day. That's what, you know, yeah. it's easy to take that. So and right. when we're like, well um, or even just going to a natural doctor, a naturopathic doctor, because they're gonna be a lot more holistic and see about your lifestyle choices, what you're eating, mm-hmm. your diet, you know, instead of just treating the issue with a pill. So um, but yeah, and, and one more thing actually about like when you asked how did I get into um, researching deeply about hormones is that especially if you are between the ages of 15 to 19, um, your risk of depression goes a lot, a lot higher than, um, than if you take birth control after the age of like 19, but your Mm -hmm. risk of depression goes up to about 220%, depending on what, and that's the thing, the IUD, the hormonal IUD, Mm -hmm. They say it's like the least amount of hormones that goes into your bloodstream. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that's the one that increases your risk of depression the most.
0: Oh, Um,
4: and yeah, up to 200 to 20%. So many women go through depression after coming off birth control. And that's what I went through for a year. I went through a year of depression, having no idea what was going on, ruminating on negative thought patterns. Um, And yeah. Just having no idea. And even in the four years of, of pre medicine that I took, you know, anatomy, physiology and all that, it's never did we learn about hormones. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally found, um, you know, someone, one of my friends had told me like, Oh, do you know, this, uh, hormone horoscope app. And I was like, what? And it tells you like, Hey, this is your mood. This is how you're <laughs> thinking today based on your hormones. I was mm-hmm. like, what? Right. what? this and that's when you know I became like super studious again and I was just
0: on a deep dive
4: dumbfounded by the fact that I never learned about this in in medicine or you know in as a child in sex ed class and um yeah that's when I really deep dove into hormone cycles and connecting more dots and the fact that I did have a science background it made things a lot more eat like A lot easier to understand like on a chemical or biological level like what's going on inside the body right yeah it's something that i learned you have post-traumatic there's ptsd right pt or Mm post-traumatic stress Mm post-traumatic stress yeah but it's not a disorder everyone goes through stress traumatic stress of any kind it could be an argument it could be a car crash it could be any accident you know we all go through trauma it's not a disorder so taking away that letter D, it's just post-traumatic stress. Everyone goes through it. Um, everyone has some trauma, past trauma. and um, But then you have post-traumatic stress growth. And it's how do you grow from that stress or that trauma that you went through in the past? So for me, it was like, oh, I was in the beginning, I was feeling victimized. And like, oh, I was depressed. And, you know, because of birth control, blah, 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 all this stuff. And Um, But it's like I don't want to live that way anymore. I'm going to make an action or make yeah take action to find the the positives out of every single phase so that I can live my best life Mm -hmm. and grow from it, and not try to you know fall victim to the pharmaceutical industry, to the patriarchal society, and just try to teach as much as possible. This these women who should know our you know birthright of what's going on inside and the word a few days ago, I thought of the word independent and it's really becoming dependent of inside what's inside. We spend so much time studying things that are outside of us that we don't understand what's, you know, what's going on inside of us. So I'd like to think that I'm independent, depending on Uh, what's going on.
1: Well, well, Pauline, I think uh, our listeners, for example, uh, we have a lot of mothers, parents, and just hearing about the complexity of hormones and how it affects uh, the female, you know, the biological female, it definitely will ease a lot of worry, a lot of confusion, and most of all, like grasping for the wrong thing to do at this point in your life, right?
0: So if let's just say,
1: because I'm wondering, where are people like you? If I, I, I I'm a yeah. mother, I'm listening to this podcast. I want to know if Pauline has a, a, a course, a talk, a webinar for mothers or parents. A direct interested. hotline, Pauline. A direct Pauline. hotline to your, to what you know.
4: <laughs> yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, I haven't made a website yet. I've, I've, I love just focusing on what I'm, you know, what's best for my cycle that I'm, trying to spend less time on the computer
1: (laughs) (laughs) we all need that
4: (laughs) exactly so um i haven't been it's in the it's in the process it's a slow process for me but um instagram is the best way to get a hold of me um Mm -hmm. my handle is at pauline p-a-u-l-i-n-e giselle g-i-s-e-l-e pauline giselle and um That's the best way to get in contact with me. I also have a little ebook guide on my Instagram on my, which I
1: got, (laughs) there you go.
4: And uh, it tells you what foods, what nutrients and minerals you need throughout each of the four phases, uh, what kind of exercises, your mindset, things to focus on, um, you know, through each phase. And it really allows women to, nourish themselves to balance their hormones so that they can live a more peaceful and accepting and independent and happier life
0: what about mm. your uh, yoga classes Pauline, yes for yes. om cycle yoga
4: of course so um i the other handle is om cycle yoga om on instagram and that's om cycle.yoga and it's um yeah it's Yoga for the ovulation menstruation cycle. So we go through like yin during our menstruation, and then during the muscle building phase, that follicular phase, um, future mindset phase. It's very much a strong vinyasa, um, building our muscles. Ovulation is when we focus on grounding, and we have that higher confidence, maybe to try a new pose or do inversions, going upside down. Um, and then during is the there,
3: phase, uh-huh. Pauline, are these online? Sorry, your classes are online.
4: Yes. So these are online. Um, you can go to my Instagram, the omcycle.yoga Instagram. And I have um, in my link in the bio, you can get the mm-hmm. those classes. There are seven classes. They follow the chakra system, which are energy centers, which are directly correlated to our endocrine system our hormonal system oh, okay.
0: Pauline before we let you go can we do sort of like a quick fire on what's normal and abnormal are you okay for that yes
4: fire away okay
0: so debilitating cramps normal abnormal 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 heavy bleeding abnormal Short bleeds, like one, two days. Abnormal. Long bleeds, uh, more than 10 days. Abnormal. Breast tenderness. Abnormal. <laughs> <laughs> body pains, lower back pains, just body pains in general. Abnormal. Oh, my. They're Ooh. all abnormal. So we, should, we, we, we all should have these things. Abnormal. Because I always get migraines when I'm
3: about to get my period. I'm like, oh my God, I blame it on my period all the time. Uh, I got my migraine. <laughs> or after, before or after. I don't know. Yeah. Okay.
4: So you can help those migraines with magnesium. Hmm. Um, but yeah, all of these symptoms, they're abnormal. They're just telling, they're your body telling you that something's off. So it
3: mm. means you
1: them. I, I'm just so surprised with the breast tenderness because we all feel yeah. that. Yeah. And we
3: all think that's normal. <laughs> so not normal. That's no- we shouldn't have tenderness. Well,
0: it's indicative of it what?
4: Painful, you know, like is it is it really painful or is it like a a slight breast tend? I guess tenderness would be like I think of it as um, a little bit less. Yes, like you can't tenderness-
0: even walk. You have to hold on to the boobs
3: because. Oh, that's uh, Yeah,
4: yeah it. That, that's that's, that's
3: not much.
1: normal. Yeah, it's that's too like
3: much. Tenderness, like you know, when you when you're when you putting are on your shirt. It, and you're putting well, on yeah, your I shirt, kind of a little sensitive. Yeah, yeah. like a
4: little, sensitive is, yeah.
3: not debilitating. <laughs>
4: right, not debilitating. Oh my. painful or debilitating is not normal. But yes, mm. you should feel, you should be feeling like a little bit of breast tenderness or even some movement. Right before our period, we have these temporary endocrine glands called prostaglandins. And mm-hmm. those are three of them. So two to relax you and one to cause cramping. But it's just that we're access- we're activating that cramping one more often. Um, more than the other two. Especially when we're eating highly processed fats like uh, vegetable cooking oil or mm-hmm. canola oil. You know, things that are not coconut or olive oil, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, like high-burning fat oils, uh, cooking oils. Those are not good for us. They're the wrong kinds of fats. And those cause um, cramping or swelling in the breasts. Um, mm-hmm. And so... You know, just by eating clean, as organic as possible, then you can get rid of all these um, PMS symptoms within a cycle or two.
0: Nice. Thank yeah. you so much, Pauline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've learned so much from you today. Thank you so much. The number much. of pages we've created this morning <laughs> from taking out all, all the notes like, from all these days. Old... Well,
4: Pauline, um about- no. I don't know because you,
0: you're you. You said you
1: just turned thirty last week, right? And this is like you, ten years of of you being on the birth control. Uh, do you have stuff to talk about menopause? Because then I'll sign up yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> because I need to know. Like I'm forty seven. What you need and to so, prepare for? Yeah, I'm forty seven, and I promise you, I don't want to go through the no knowing anything and then just going through it confused and 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 upset most of the time. So, because you've been studying hormones, I will take your classes on do you have classes on menopause?
4: Not yet. It's always just been like a little bit of um info here and there whenever I do do online workshops and whatnot, just so that we're not um, you know completely I haven't done a specific class yet just on menopause. But what happens during menopause is that your well, perimenopause, your your estrogen will go high mostly until you don't have your period for a year. Then you go through menopause. Um, and that menopause basically is your estrogen levels um, fall to the point where basically you would be on your period. So it's when your energy is low, um, but you enter a new phase of life. So a lot of older women actually take up art during menopause.
1: Um, yes, I've noticed that. Yeah. You go into pottery or painting, right? Yeah.
3: Oh, that's why my mom's painting, doing all her stuff. <laughs> yes, Beautiful. makes sense. Hi, mom. My mom listened, so ah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, it's you know, like I mentioned, when we're on our period and right before our period, that's when we're most creative. Our both hemispheres of our brain are really creative, thinking outside the box, and um, so that's the kind of you know psychological shift that happens in a menopausal woman. It's just a different phase of life of doing things that are more relaxing and accepting that, you know, doing high intensity workouts are no longer the the thing to do, but, you know, focus on doing longer walks because also when you're not making a lot of estrogen or the estrogen you were making before, um, we, a lot of women go through osteoporosis, osteoporosis, yeah. then, Correct. you know, your, rate, your bone density lowers. So doing lowers. Like high intensity workouts and stuff. That's not you're over you're over exerting your energy, but also your bone density. Yeah, you just need to do things that are more calming and uh, and accepting that our mothers or grandmothers are going are in this phase. It's you not know, not putting that pressure on them to be like, come on, let's go on a like ten hour hike. CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> <Pray> CrossFit.
3: <laughs> So as a woman going, approaching menopause, I mean, are there, I don't want to, it's not red flags, but there are signs like, so you'll, red flag. no, there, are there signs that you're going to be entering this new phase of your life?
4: Yeah. So, um, you know, when you are having like hot flashes or mood swings, or, um, when I'm talking about mood swings, that's a, a funny term because we say like, oh, mood swings before a period, but it's like, we, we all go through mood swings. We go through four different personalities throughout the month. So Mm -hmm. what are mood swings? It means like when you're, uh, they're erratic mood swings. So like you could be extremely happy one hour and then the next you'd be like stressed out and, and, um, you know, putting that your stress on other people, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, so mood swings, hot flashes, or, um, maybe some depression or because depression happens when you have low estrogen. So that could be a low point in your estrogen, but then, um, yeah, I mean, you'll definitely feel different, you know, different from when you were in those sexual reproductive years. So I think you'll know on an intuitive level that you're going through when you're, especially around the age of 45, um, like, okay, then I'm probably starting. And then also what's great for menopausal women is, um, the ketogenic diet. The
2: ketogenic
4: oh. diet is so, during the reproductive years for women, I mentioned we need different nutrients and different, um, you know, minerals at different times of the cycle. That's m- most research has been done on men. Probably about 85, 90% of research has been done on men. So whenever we see diet fads in magazines or TV, like ketogenic's the best raw vegans, the best, blah, blah, blah is the best. Mm-hmm. That was done on men. Men can come in every single day at three o'clock to do research studies. Women, it's like, okay, come in when your estrogen's at this (laughs) level. Right. (laughs) That's so important. important. It is. And so, but we, you know, we look at the news and articles and things like that, thinking like, oh, this is the best for women. But it's, you know, we can do the ketogenic diet when we're on our periods, then the Mediterranean diet, then the raw vegan, then the Indian curries and whatnot. Right. Right. but men, they can have this ketogenic diet, high fat um low carbs on for and high protein, but then so for menopausal women it's that's why we um menopausal women will probably gain more abdominal fat during this phase of her cycle uh, her life um because they're more androgenic um but it's good because fat is where women produce. Their, the menopausal women produce their own sort of estrogen, so oh. it's a different kind of estrogen than when we're in our reproductive years. So, so that's the,
0: that's, sorry. that's Oh, that's why. So,
1: the so I'm, not, I'm thought, not getting fat. I'm not getting fat. I'm just collecting all the hormones <laughs> out of me. It's <laughs> exactly. collecting for the menopause. It's about to happen in a year, Archie. Okay, <laughs> it's not like fat. doing okay? it, you know
4: not fat you're producing and that fat is helping you relax more and it's you know protecting you uh,
0: if you want me to be happy let me be
4: <laughs> let me be
0: fat i'll be happy if i'm fat <laughs>
4: exactly
1: let me be um, i know it's it, but yeah. just as you're saying it Pauline it's like a world it's a world that opens up and this world gives you a lot of um clarity for women just mm-hmm. being able to understand what your body is going through and not looking at your period through men's eyes because if if we do that we'll not learn anything right. they'll just say you're you got, you women are just crazy you right. know but it's up to us like you your experience prompted you to study hormones and what mm-hmm. to do best for your body at every single point of your cycle and as a woman it becomes like your identity because you're going to eat like differently from men you're going to work out differently you're going to know when you're most productive. So um, I hope that when you tackle menopause, I would be right in the middle of it. So I have you yeah. to look forward to. <laughs> start eating,
4: um, phytoestrogens
1: yeah. Yes, phytoestrogens.
4: as Well, because those will give you a little bit extra um, estrogen. So kind of think that you've not necessarily taken on more. Yeah, you've taken on more male like, you know, that daily hormonal cycle like men and also right. taking out belly fat versus like thigh fat or breast fat um
2: uh-huh.
4: that's where women store fat during the reproductive years whereas when you're in menopause you'll store more fat around the abdominal region, where men also store fat and so oh. you can eat phytoestrogens and a ketogenic diet during menopause uh, nice on a basis so there's,
0: there's that okay Okay Wow, thank you thank Pauline, you. thank you so much. Thank you for accepting the invitation to guest. Thank you for all these gems you've been dishing <laughs> out ever since you started. Thank you so much, Pauline.
4: Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, yeah, and I hope you all balance your hormones and spread <laughs> the <with your> awareness
1: <laughs> and have great menopauses. <laughs> <Yeah>,
3: enjoy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like enjoy great. it we will we we have we have you to thank for that thank you pauline
3: thanks pauline elmar monica francesca jelly victor the eavesdrop all right guys thanks for joining us on this show we hope you took notes we did collectively all four of us <laughs> including jude us, yes jude was a little sneaky i didn't know he was taking down notes but I was you know, a right. lot. <laughs> yeah so and we then, hope you learned and then, <laughs> and then some. And then uh, some. And feeding it to my daughter beside
0: me.
1: <laughs> he was taking down so much notes that he said, "Just listen to the podcast in case you don't understand all my handwriting. It's all in the podcast. Listen to the
3: podcast. Follow her on Instagram, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> Download the the thing. Right. <laughs> After, oh my
0: gosh! After her talk, I ended up getting her PDF. Mm, the like I, I paid okay. for it right away and I've been reading it because it really, she goes into details like this particular phase, what you're going through, what you're feeling, what you're best at, what you should be eating, what you should be avoiding. And we've never heard information like that before because now I get it. Um, I remember during the Asia Fit convention, this guy was talking about how you cannot give the same training to the women as you do with men, because with women, you have to deal with the hormones. That was the first time that somebody in fitness was putting emphasis on how you need to work with a woman's hormone if you're training a woman. And then here is Pauline really expounding on it. I've been obsessed with her work and researching a whole lot more about hormones, especially.
1: I think that what I learned more than just the details that she was talking about was a woman's life, she will spend decades going through menstruation and menopause and childbirth. And I realized at age 47 that that's a huge chunk of your life as a woman. And if you don't have the, the right information to understand what your body's going through or mm-hmm. goes through in your lifetime, mm-hmm. then you would you would become very stressed and paranoid. Am I going crazy? I don't know what's happening to me. But if you know the science behind your body and your hormones, this will explain a lot of things and you can plan your life better, right?
4: right.
3: Like mm-hmm. what she said. Hmm. So there you go. It was a really like mind blowing episode for all of us today on the eavesdrop. Um, I'm probably sure you guys are going to be rewinding and listening to it over and over again, just like we will. <laughs> so that has been the show. Thank you again to our uh, guest, Pauline. Uh, oh, sorry, Jelly. What's her last name?
0: <laughs> Goosens. Pauline yeah.
3: Goosens. Sorry, again. Pauline Thank Goosins. you again for our guest, Pauline Goosens, for uh, sharing her knowledge on the show. This has been The Eavesdrop. My
0: name's Fran. My name is Jelly, guys. Do not let all that information overwhelm you. Instead, utilize it and make it work. For you. So don't stress out. That was the intention behind this episode. All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. My name is Delamar. This
3: is Jude. Till the next one. The Eavesdrop. No filter. Off kilter. Exclusively on Anchor.